In the Episcopal Church, a head pastor is called the rector, and I first became a rector at St. John's when I was 41 years old. And of course, it was exciting, uh, doing what you've dreamed of doing for so long. But if you're a minister in a church, you really got to deal with the physical building of the church as well. And in that first year, it became obvious that there was a lot of work that the building itself needed to have done to it. So we came up with a plan and we secured the money and we started doing it. And it always gave me great delight to be able to tell people that we were taking care of the deferred maintenance. That was the phrase I used all the time, the deferred maintenance. And maybe at some level that was true. Uh, It was what I was doing. But looking back on it, I realized that that term came with a lot of baggage. Uh, Because what I was saying was, your new, young, capable rector is doing what your last one didn't do. He didn't take care of the building the way I'm now going to take care of the building for you. Because the truth of the matter is, I didn't respect the rector who came before me. From the stories that I had heard, I felt like he had done a bad job. And I was now the one in the, <laughs> on the white horse with the white hat who was going to take care of everything for this church. Um, and a part of what I recognize in doing all this deferred maintenance uh, by saying, I'm doing what you didn't do, I was also being extraordinarily disrespectful of this whole heritage of the church that came before me, as if for 50, 60 years the church hadn't been responsibly taking care of its building the whole time. We live in the Pacific Northwest. It rains for months and months every year. Uh, The buildings take a wear and tear, and the vestries of the church are always having to deal with the building. but I spoke as if I was the one who was doing what they had not. And how incredibly disrespectful I was, not just of the rector, but of the previous generations of the church who had given and given and given of their time, of their energy, of their passions, uh, probably sometimes begrudgingly, but it needed to be done. Um, And every time I told the church I was taking care of deferred maintenance, I was insulting them. Now jump forward 10 years, and we were doing a large capital campaign. We were fixing some areas of the church, making improvements. Uh, I wasn't using the term deferred maintenance anymore. Um, But in the landscaping, we needed to retain a particular fig tree, because this fig tree had been planted as a memorial to my predecessor. His name was Doug. Um, So most of the landscaping got ripped out. Uh, The fig tree was kept. And with the new landscaping, I knew that this fig tree needed to be pruned, and I happened to know how to prune trees. And so I said, I'll take care of pruning that tree. And the most amazing thing happened. I was out there pruning it. um, And as I pruned it, I began speaking to Doug. Um, It was a prayer of sorts, and as much that I knew God was part of the conversation. Um, And as I pruned the tree, I recognized, Doug... This fig tree is as St. John's. You and I were both tenders of this tree. You had your years, and now I have my years. And even though you and I are very different people, and we have different ideas about what ministry looks like, you were doing the best job you knew to do, and I'm doing the best job I know how to do. 
you spent your years tending the tree, and now these are my years of tending the tree. And of course, when I'm talking about the tree now, I'm talking about the church itself. And something powerful happened in that moment. I realized ten years of bitterness against this previous rector, who had done things that made my life harder. They were just over. Uh, just this sense that you're doing the best job you could, Doug. I'm doing the best job I know to do. And a time will come while I will leave this church, and someone else will come as the new rector, and I'm sure he'll have his perceived problems he needs to clean up from me, things that were beyond my sight or awareness. It'll be that rector's turn to prune the tree. And now there's a bench beneath that tree, and I sit beneath it. And it's a place of peace for me. Peace with Doug. Peace with the church. Peace was with what will come. And right next to this tree is the memorial garden where ashes are buried, where the cremated remains of parishioners can be interred in this garden of ours. And I sit there knowing my day will come. It won't be long. I've got this short little season of tending this tree, of loving this church, and I'd much rather do so uh, in peace with those who have gone before, even if they be different from me. And to be able to peacefully hand this off to whoever comes after me. Thanks so much. Thank you.